Hey, it's the Mark Butler Show, episode 62. And this week, I'm talking directly to the spouses and the significant others of my friends and my customers who are aspiring entrepreneurs. And if entrepreneur is just, is just too dramatic a word for us, then I'll just say my friends and my clients who are aspiring to self-employment. I've had a few conversations over the last few months that actually all sound similar. I'm talking to the aspiring entrepreneur, and he or she is telling me that their spouse is not thrilled with the amount of time and money that's being spent on the new venture. Now, I, I get it. I have no criticism of that spouse because it can be hard, I imagine, when the person who has always occupied a certain space and role in your life decides they want to change. Maybe they've always been the stay-at-home person, or maybe they've always been the traditionally employed person, and now they're coming to you and saying, I want to head off on this, head off on this path of self-employment. And not only do I want to head off on this path and, and spend a lot of time on it, but I probably also want to make some small, medium, and large investments in the new venture. And that might rattle you. It might rattle you for a few reasons. The first one I already mentioned, it's that this person who you've always seen in a certain way is now changing. That can be unsettling. But it also might be unsettling to you because maybe you're not a person who thinks towards self-employment or has aspirations of, on, of entrepreneurship. You like your every other Friday paycheck, your once a month pay- paycheck. And I'm, I'm thrilled that you do. I think you got to be, you got to do what you're happy doing. You, you like the structure of the eight to five or the eight to eight. You like the health insurance benefits. And when your spouse or partner starts heading off in a new direction, you might view that as highly risky. You might even view it as a waste. I just want to address a couple of these concerns today, and I want to frame it in a conversation about college, because I think that college is, is is a language, the language of college is a language that we all speak in the Western world. You show up when you're 18 years old, first day of freshman year of college, you're signing up for a four year project to get a bachelor's degree, maybe a six or seven year project to get a master's degree or a, or a JD. Maybe you're going to go to medical school. You're going to spend eight to 10 years developing that or on that path. That's all great. That's a language we all speak. I want to frame that. I want to compare that to the path of entrepreneurship and self-employment because for reasons I don't really understand, it seems like people, when they're starting off on a, on a self-employment adventure, very often their spouses and their partners look at that and say, well, you've been at it three months. Why aren't you making any money yet? You've already spent X hundred or X thousand dollars on it. Why aren't you making any money yet? And what I'm trying to figure out is why, why are we willing to give college four, six, eight years of our lives without any real expectation of return during that four, six or eight years? Why are we willing to give college so much time and so much space, but not give similar amounts of time and space to a new entrepreneurial venture? I don't get it. In your second semester of college, you probably weren't, well, some people were, but the people who knew they wanted the bachelor's degree, they probably weren't saying, this is a waste of time. Why am I showing up to this class? Why am I completing these projects? Nobody's even paying me yet. I should be making money by now. I should be earning money. No, we all had a job at like the college cafeteria food court or whatever, or I worked construction in college, or maybe we... You know, we worked fast food in college. Whatever we did, we didn't have any expectation that the, the college venture was supposed to be paying us back yet. We all thought, well, I'll get my degree. Once I have my degree, then I go get a job. 
So we gave college all this room and said, we're going to cross a very specific finish line and then we have an expectation of income. But when we do something entrepreneurial, now suddenly that finish line is, is accelerated what? To today? You started yesterday. Why aren't you making money today? It's not fair. What we want to think about is during the four years of college where we were pursuing a bachelor's degree, not so much what exactly did we learn, because if you went to college, you'll agree with me that a lot of the classes you took, you, you couldn't see any way that they were related to your long-term success, but they probably did give you some skills, maybe communication skills, maybe critical thinking skills that were beneficial to you. Your spouse or your partner is in that, is in that stage of their business right now. It's not clear to them why they're doing what they're doing on any given day, and it's not clear to them that it's going to pay off. But if, if they stick with it, and if they pile up a bunch of other learning experiences with the one they're having today, then the finish line they get to cross, maybe after four years, maybe sooner, is a stable income as a self-employed person. It's okay, it's a, and it's appropriate to give self-employment the same amount of time, at least, that we're, we're giving to college. Not to mention the fact that with college, we were, we were shelling out thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars before we had any expectation of a paycheck. And maybe we didn't love that, but since everyone else was doing it, we're like, well, I guess this is what we all do. Well, the self-employed person often is shelling out those same thousands or tens of thousands of dollars learning and building websites and spending on advertising. And very often it might look like that money's wasted, just like it might look like your art history class dollars were wasted. But they're part of the long-term plan. They're part of the long-term skill development. In college, when you finish, you get a certificate that says you, you met the requirements. In business, you don't usually get a certificate. What you get is an income stream. What you get is a list of skills and experiences that are now marketable across multiple fields. And that's the other thing about the traditional working world versus your, your spouse or your partner's uh, aspirations of business ownership. When you go through the college experience, you get a degree that may or may not relate to the job you end up getting out of school. But when you get out of school, you go into this world where your ability to generate income is primarily your ability to secure employment. So you now have to have an intermediary between you and where the money's actually coming from. Because the money's actually coming from customers. They're paying money to the employer, and the employer is deciding is paying some of that money to you. I don't understand why we have viewed this as the secure path in our world. Because if the money is coming from the customer, and I have an intermediary between me and the customer, and the intermediary has the relationship with the customer, not me, how am I in a more secure pers- position than the person who has a relationship direct, directly with the customer? I don't understand that. You hear about long, long gaps in employment for people, three months, six months, sometimes longer, when they can't secure a relationship with a new intermediary in the form of a boss, in the form of an employer. And since they don't know how to go directly to the customer to secure their income, they're their income is kind of, in my opinion, always insecure, or at least at least as insecure as the income of the self-employed person. I think that the reason people view self-employment as, as risky, 
I think it's a holdover from 50 years ago, 30 years ago, when in order to generate income, you probably had to make big capital investments. You had to build a factory or you had to open a store and buy a bunch of inventory or whatever. That's not true anymore in 2019. In 2019, today I can be the staff writer at youneedabudget.com. This is my story. I can be the staff writer at youneedabudget.com. The next day I can be starting to do freelance bookkeeping work. And then six months later, people are calling me their CFO. I have no degree. I have no accreditation. I have no credentials. But people pay me a great living to be their CFO because I just showed up and said, hey, I'll do it. In 2019, that's our reality. And by the way, all the skills I've developed over 10, 12 years of, of self-employed projects across software and uh, coaching and product sales, all these skills stay with me. They are my degree. When I need to go secure income, I use those skills and I go to the customer and I say, how can I serve you? And then they pay me money. If you took away all my CFO clients tomorrow, and I hope you don't, but if you did, and you said, not only are we taking away your CFO business, but you're not allowed to do anything finance related anymore. You have to start completely from scratch. I would be bummed. And then tomorrow you would see me put up a new website that said, uh, Mark Butler, I create websites for new online entrepreneurs. And within six months, I think I would be back to, to earning as much income as I am today. And all along the way, I'd be earning. I'm just saying I would get back to my current income level within six months. And the reason I know I could produce websites for people is because I've produced websites for myself. My entrepreneurial degree program required it of me. So if you took away the business I have, I would just create another one. And since I don't have any of the fear or the inexperience associated with going directly to a customer, I don't have to learn that skill ever again. I already have it. I already have it. The, the traditional employment world doesn't offer you that security. It just offers you, uh, it offers you a paycheck every other Friday or once a month. And that's, it's great. I, I think that world is great for some people. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's not inherently better than the path of self-employment. It's not inherently less risky than the path of self-employment. And speaking of risk, what about the risk that you'll spend decades in a traditional job where the requirements of the job are imposed upon you by the employer, and they have that right because they give you the paycheck, of longer and longer hours, longer and longer commutes. Coworkers you may not even like. What about those risks without any significant upside in your income? Is there the opportunity in, in the path of traditional employment to increase my income 100%, 200%, 500% in a three- or four-year period? In some cases, yes. In many other cases, no. I grew up in a home, and I love my dad, and I honor the work that he did. Um, my dad was a college, a community college instructor, and his income capped out, and then it, it was what it was. Now, he made his life work, and they're, they're very financially well off in their retirement now, but along the way, there was no opportunity for him to say, I'm going to think up a creative way to give myself a shot at three or four times as much income. But as a self-employed person, you have this compounding, this compounding return to your skills, this compounding return on the time you invest in your business, so that 
you see what I see in a lot of my clients' businesses, where they hang in there for three, four, five years, they figure out their sweet spot in business, and the payoff for finding your sweet spot in business can look like a 500% increase in your business and your income in one year. It can look like going from a stable $100,000 income to a stable million-dollar income. Do a lot of people do that? No, not necessarily, but the opportunity is there. The potential is there. And even if you never get to the million, you can absolutely get from 100,000 to 150 to 200. You can do that all while maintaining, maintaining some control and some flexibility over your schedule. It's not that I don't work a lot. I think I work a lot. I was just on vacation for eight days. I worked every day. I enjoyed working 30, 45 minutes every day. It kept me in the mindset. It kept me in the groove and it made it so I didn't have a big backlog when I got back. But I got to decide to do that work. And I got to decide that I was going to take those eight days off and I didn't have to tell anyone. My clients didn't know I was on vacation. This, this is the upside of the self-employed path. So I just want to plant these seeds in your head as the spouse or the partner of the person who's, who aspires to entrepreneurship. Recognize that what they're doing is not inherently more risky than the traditional working world and recognize that the upside in terms of income and in terms of quality of life is massive. It is kind of unlimited. So give them some love, give them some support and hang in there with them. Don't doubt whether they're going to succeed. Remind them that they're going to succeed. Remind them that they're on the path to the life that both of you want together. And if they, and if they quote unquote waste a few thousand dollars along the way, Cheer them on. Remind them that, those mon- that that money's not wasted. It's all part of their learning process, all part of the, of the pursuit of their quote-unquote degree in entrepreneurship. Thank you for being there for your, for your aspiring entrepreneur partner, aspiring entrepreneur spouse. Thank you for being there for her or for him because you're going to reap the rewards of their hard work and of your, and of your confidence. That's what I got. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.